0: Welcome to the revolutionizing your journey podcast with DeAndre Koch brought to you by Boldly Go. Beyond being the founder of Boldly Go, DeAndre has a deep expertise in financial planning through owning his own financial planning firm. This finance background has provided him unique insights, enabling him to navigate the travel landscape with ease and is considered a renowned travel hacker. On this podcast, We're all about assisting adventurous travelers and budding explorers in tackling their travel hurdles, teaching luxury travel hacking strategies, and highlighting the busy professionals that still find time and ways to get away. Expect travel tips, unforgettable destination stories, and guidance on maximizing your rewards points. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or just starting out, join us in exploring the best of global travel and become an expert luxury travel hacker yourself. This is your journey, but our revolution in the world of travel.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Revolutionizing Your Journey podcast. I'm your host, DeAndre Koch. Last week, we started to go deep into the basics of travel hacking and so talked about cards, talked about strategies, and really started to talk through what does it mean to be a travel hacker and how you can get started yourself with some tips, some ideas, and really some basics so you knew where to get started. And so the great thing about this show and this podcast is that my goal is not to just talk nothing but travel hacking, but also talk travel experiences and include guests and individuals that are all about the travel life and blend their personal lives with travel. And I'm super excited today to introduce our first guest and also my favorite travel partner, my girlfriend, Taryn Gisbert. Uh, We've been dating now, December will be about two years. Fun fact, everyone likes to ask us how we met uh, and we actually met through a matchmaker and not like the, oh, you know, we're trying to call Bumble or Tinder a matchmaker. No, like we legitimately met through a matchmaker, matchmaking service, uh, which I think is you don't really hear that often. So, you know, we're, we're a unique start to our relationship there. But fun fact, in less than two years, we've already visited 10 10- Uh, Different countries together, uh, kind of plus an asterisk, asterisk because we had a layover in uh, Istanbul. But that's about to be eleven because next week we're leaving for the Dominican Republic for a week, and so I'm super excited to have her with me, my lovely girlfriend, because you're also going to hear a different perspective in a lot of different ways. So you're going to hear my super analytical travel hacking mind, and then you're going to also get to hear and experience her love of food and other aspects of travel that she really enjoys. And I think we really balance really well on a lot of these trips that we take, no matter where we've been. And so Taryn, I'm going to turn it over to you. And please tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Thanks, DeAndre. I'm glad to hear I'm your favorite travel partner. I would hope so. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I'm from New York. I grew up on Long Island and i am a foodie for sure and i feel like where i grew up definitely plays a huge role into a lot of the things that i appreciate that are a little different about travel since i was attending french restaurants since i was five uh, as long as i behaved i was able to eat you know escargot and all those things my dog i have a dog named loki Uh, he's about to be 12. He's a Jack Russell. So you might hear him at some point, hopefully not and hobbies. I really enjoy scuba, uh, which I've just been able to get more into thanks to Deandre. And now I have a diving buddy and I just got specialty diver, uh, certification. So excited about that. And I worked in corporate at a, in marketing and sales for a CPG company for almost 16 years. I had the opportunity to travel all over the United States, Uh, With that job, which was really cool. And I had like five weeks vacation, which allowed me to go on a lot of these trips with DeAndre. I recently left and I am taking what you'd call a a gap year. And I encourage people to do that. It's not just for after high school or college. I mean, you can you can take your gap year in your 30s and uh, looking at different remote work and just really exploring my hobbies and travel in general.
1: So great, Taryn. I, I love the fact that, of course, you already had experience travel. And I know you were doing a lot of corporate travel. And uh, yes, the fact that you had so much vacation allowed us to do some really, really cool things. Um, but I know that you have had an interest in travel long before me and before the corporate job as well. So uh, how did you first get interested in just travel in general? Tell me your background.
2: My father loves the Caribbean. So basically... He would encourage like anytime we could go somewhere, go somewhere with clear blue water. And I began to really enjoy that. I got to go to Cuba when I was uh, 16 and 15. We went a couple of times. I grew up with my my mom was sick with cancer, as you know, and she was not able to travel. And she loved she would love to travel. But we uh, enjoyed a bunch of different culinary things at home as well. So we would travel with the palate uh, in the kitchen. And then later in life, we would travel with my father and the rest of our family uh, to our homeland of Cuba. So that's sort of where it all began.
1: Very cool. Well, I know uh, we're both climbing the list of countries visited. So far, where's your favorite place you've traveled? That is so tough of a question. You know, that's so hard. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
2: uh, I'm going to try to pick two places that are, I feel like, very special and maybe not the most popular or visited. So uh, I'd say probably uh, Cuba and Oman are my favorites so far. Cuba is just like going back in time. It is just uh, magnificent. And it seems that they've opened more travel now. Uh, We were able to go because I had family there, but it is just magnificent with the old cars and just it really is like going in a time machine and oman is somewhere that most people are like where where is that you know it's in the middle east and it was one of my favorite places when we were in the middle east it was just that the people were so welcoming so honored to have us there and they were just they were funny and appreciative and it was the most beautiful uh waters and you know got to see that whale shark so it makes yeah. it a really, really special one for me. That was kind of magic. It's kind of hard to top.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. So I have not been to Cuba yet, uh, but we went to Oman together. Uh, that was part of an epic. Uh, I keep saying epic, but then I feel like we keep topping epic. Uh, but that was part of uh, at the time what was our most epic trip, which was three weeks in the Middle East. It starting in Qatar immediately the week after the World Cup. So starting in Qatar, we had New Year's in Dubai, and then we spent a a week in Oman. And so we're going to actually have a future episode where we're going to unpack that trip and all the great things about it. Oman is absolutely in my top three places. It was a gorgeous place. Uh, And we got to just do really cool stuff, right? Like ride camels. We were riding four wheelers through the desert. You know, We did some amazing diving where, yes, a whale shark uh, appeared out of nowhere. So I am a super, excited for us to unpack that whole experience uh in a future episode because I I want the listeners to know like Oman's a country that you've got to absolutely go visit but I'm going to pivot a little bit and transition because uh, one thing that's been really, really awesome is that we've been doing two-player mode for travel hacking. So for the listeners, if you, again, as I've mentioned before in the last episode, a lot of terminology, one thing I didn't mention was two-player mode. So if you hear two-player mode, that is essentially when you have a, a travel partner, a, specifically a travel hacking partner. Now, that doesn't have to be your significant other. Oftentimes it is, but it could be your best friend. It could be a sibling. It could be a parent that understands and embraces the travel hacking lifestyle. And you know what? Quite honestly, they don't even have to embrace it. They just have to trust that you're embracing it, and you tell them what to do. Essentially two player modes where you maximize benefits, bonuses, points, all those different things across the different cards and strategies that you guys carry. And so it's and typically speaking, One of the two people is really going to be more so the strategist. And so, no surprise for Taryn and myself, I'm more of the strategist, but she's like fully tracks with it. You know, she, I I think I've actually created a monster, uh, because she's (laughs) all about points and figuring out how to grow her miles and points and she looks at her points pretty much daily. So uh it's, you know, we, we, we do this thing together, but here's the benefits of two player mode. So A, I already mentioned you can pull points and with a lot of uh, cards, you're actually able to transfer points to each other. Uh, with certain types of cards, especially like Southwest Airlines, for example, you can get companion passes, right? So you spend enough, get enough point spend, and then you can actually get a companion pass where you and your travel uh, hacking buddy can now go to Hawaii or wherever it may be on a Southwest flight uh, and you pay 99 bucks basically for their ticket. You can be very strategic with how you spend across different cards. Taryn might have a card that gets her points v- via Amazon spend and I have a card that gives me points via dining out or something along those lines and we can maximize how we're spending our dollars to get the biggest bang for our points based on the cards that we have. But then one of the really cool things are the referral bonuses. Uh, And so the referral bonuses are huge because essentially if I sign up for the Amex Platinum, I'm going to get, you know, that initial offer of 80 or 100,000 points for Amex. But then if I refer for Taryn to get it as well. And she gets it. She's going to also get the initial starting offer of a hundred or 120,000 points or whatever they're offering. But I might get 15,000 or maybe even 30,000 points just because I referred her and she signed up. So now instead of her going online, getting it separate, me going online, getting it separate and us combined to have, let's just say a hundred and hundred. So 200,000 points because she went through me. I got an extra 15 or 30,000. So now we have a total of 230 versus 200,000 points that we can work with together and we can turn that into a massive amount of value. So that's actually what I first persuaded Taryn to get. It was very easy to <laughs> you know she she heard the value she was like this makes sense, let's go ahead and do it. But Taryn, why did you embrace the travel hacking so early?
2: Well, I had never had a credit card that had a monthly fee or an annual fee of any kind. I was kind of brought up to believe fees are bad. But once you explained the offset and the different amounts you get, like flight credits, uh, hotel credits, Uber credits, things like that, I did the math and I'm like, well, these are all things that I'm easily going to get reimbursed for. And that amount of money Uh, And lounge access, especially Mm -hmm. uh, with food and drinks, that very quickly outweighed that annual cost. And I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense for us based on, you know, like our lifestyle and for me and what I like to do. So it was pretty pretty easy decision.
1: Yeah. And what was great about it was the fact that, you know, so the Amex Platinum was the first card that I had uh, suggested that she got, and she did get it. And she got it in the year that they started to do away with guests getting let in into the Centurion Lounge under the Amex Platinum. So oftentimes the lounges would be fairly crowded uh, because people had the Amex Platinum and they would have, I think, up to two guests allowed under one card. Well, now under the Amex Platinum, you have to spend 75 k in a year in order to qualify to have guests, or your guests have to pay somewhere around $60 per visit. Well, because we both have our Amex Platinum cards separately, we go in, we both check in separately, we pay no additional fees, and I'm fairly confident we drink more than $60 worth of mimosas uh, <laughs> at our stays there, uh, let alone the food as well, especially for a lot of our earlier flights. And the other piece that I had connected Taryn with was American airline status. So I always strive each year to get American platinum status. Uh, I love the ability to get essentially their comfort seating for free, get two checked bags for free, get to go to the priority line. And there's been times where they're boarding group six and the line for main cabin boarding is extremely long. And we just walk right up under the priority line and essentially get to skip the line. But Taryn actually learned about some of the other things that I didn't know of. So she helped educate me on like advantage dining and advantage shopping. Taryn, I'm going to ask, can you comment on what those are? Like, how did you learn how to hack the American status better than I did? Because I was just like, I'm traveling everywhere. I'm spending cash to fly American. I'm going to do it the hard way. And and Taryn actually figured out how to do it the much, much easier way.
2: Well, I think this is because, you know, I'm competitive and I wanted to get my American status very quickly for the airline, so I was like on a race to get to platinum status. So I slash beat me. Yes, I want. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> if I could get a platinum pro, I would just feel like the hugest win. Uh, <laughs> you know that. I don't think I'll get there. So I looked into the American uh, Airlines credit card to help me try to get there. And once I did, I looked on their portal, and then I saw that they have Advantage Dining as well as shopping. They have their own Own portals. And once you connect your card, like we'll take the shopping one out of it. I did a lot of dining in my previous job. I'd take people out for lunch with, you know, corporate Amex. You could connect your business card and you can still get points when you're eating out at certain restaurants that are opted into this Advantage dining program. So actually, you don't even need to have the American Airlines card in order to earn. Miles and points towards status while you go to different restaurants. So you can always just check that when you're deciding where to eat. And you could do that. They also have a shopping portal, much like a lot of, as you know, like a lot of the other cards have their own portals now. So they want you to shop there. But I would just look for stuff that I buy that's expensive, like my dog's food, you know? I mean, it's like 50 bucks. And I would just wait until PetSmart said 10 times miles and I'd buy three bags (laughs) and right there you know i'm i'm speeding past you <laughs> like i did this year
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, for the listeners out there, so in the last episode, I st- I talked about how it was important to make sure that you don't overspend and that you don't go out of your way to spend money to rack up points and miles. And so through these shopping portals, which we'll unpack in a future episode, uh, you really, like Taryn said, you can go ahead and buy dog food and maybe you spend $100 on dog food or $200 on dog food, but they're giving you 10 times miles or 10% back that converts into points. So, your $200 you spend turns into 2,000 uh, points. Right. And so, different things like that are strategies that we can embrace. And that's what really helps us as we play this two player mode as far as travel hacking goes. And that was really cool because, you know, as part of our relationship, I learned a lot of things as well through uh, Taryn's corporate role. She actually had a lot of knowledge of specific types of Hilton properties. And one of the best Benefits with Amex is you get access to their fine hotels and resorts, and they're a big Hilton partner. And so uh, when we would book travel, she would know kind of the quality of the Hilton resort that we were going to or hotel based on whether it was the Curio collection, as an example, or some other version of one of the Hilton's properties. But I do think one of the biggest tools that we've used to travel together and help plan and strategize trips together is an app uh, slash website called TripIt. And this is another thing that I learned from Taryn that's been immensely, immensely helpful. So Taryn, I'm going to ask you to tell us what is TripIt and why has it been so helpful for us? TripIt is
2: awesome. We use this uh, in my company, and it connects to your ex- like uh, your planning, your Concur, whatever that is. But you don't even need to have it connect to something like that for it to be helpful. Once you have a Tripit account, once you get any itinerary, whether it's like you know when we book a flight, whenever we book a hotel, as soon as you get that email, you forward it to plans at and it automatically creates an itinerary. So you can just forward. Each one of those confirmation emails and they build out the itinerary visually where you can see it. And they even give you updates if your flights are delayed. Or uh, I recently got a notification that the price went down on a flight and it was like, oh, $50 price drop. You should call them and get that reimbursement. And I did. And I got a credit. So uh, it's it just makes the itinerary part so plug and play, and you don't have to waste time trying to put everything in one place with all your confirmation numbers. It's automatically there.
1: It's super easy. And uh, what I love is probably 80% of the time, so you link it to one of your inboxes, like Gmail or Yahoo or whatever it may be, it will actually find the confirmation emails that you receive and automatically create and, and import that into uh, a travel list for you. And then Taryn and I can actually share each other uh, on an itinerary. So if I bought the initial flight, right, and that created our trip to the Maldives, let's just say, I can invite Taryn to it. And if she books a hotel, it's going to automatically import that hotel into the same trip for both of us. So we can at the same time, see the same itinerary and I might get the rental car. She might get a hotel. I might get another flight, especially some of these multi-country, multifaceted, very complex trips we take, we can see day by day by day, what are our activities booked? What are our rental car check-in time or, or hotel check-in times, rental car pickup times, drop-off times, airport information? And the app is free. You get a lot of value from the free app. And I had the free app for free for probably a close to a year, but the paid for version is only, I believe, about $50 for the year. And I They do not endorse us by any means. Uh, they're not sending me a kickback for referring them out. I'm just a huge fan of this by way of Taran because this was so helpful in order to uh, use for our own planning. And the $50 version is what gives you the updates like, hey, you know, this is the walking distance to your gate. This is your check time you should arrive at the airport. All of those different things. The flight just dropped in cost. You just save $50, which just basically paid for your version of TripIt for the year, right? So a lot of value there. So we're going to put a link to that in the show notes uh, because we do think, especially if you're doing two-player mode and you're trying to plan a trip for multiple people and you want people, everyone to be able to see the itinerary, whether they pay for for the app or not, this is a huge one. So the Tripit app is huge. So moving on, one of the biggest misconceptions about travel, especially travel hacking, I mean specifically, is that you're gonna incur tons of debt, you've got to spend a freakish amount of money, you're gonna open a million credit cards, that's gonna tank your credit score, and you should never do that, you should never pay fees for credit cards, uh, and you you're gonna tank your score, right? And I mentioned last time that the biggest key with travel hacking is being responsible, using it responsibly. And even with the various cards I have, personal, business, I have a lot of different cards that are out there. My score is still over 800. Now, Taryn, they've, listeners have listened to me for a few episodes now. I want you to give them your perspective. You've been travel hacking with me now for a couple of years. What has been your experience?
2: Well, I also started off with very, very strong credit. Uh, and actually, in these last two years, I was just doing a quick count. Uh, I've actually gotten four different new cards that I'm utilizing as well. And my score is still over 800 in all, you know, whether it's Vigo or Experian. I mean, you look at all of them. So having more cards does not affect it hasn't affected my credit at all. If anything, it's it's still... Good. Uh, It's just important, you know, obviously, as long as you're paying everything on time. But yeah, my credit is still very high.
1: And as a financial advisor, I always have to make sure I'm plugging in there, right? Responsible use. Credit card fees are okay. Credit card interest is bad, right? So we got to keep that in mind. And so a lot of people that actually do travel hacking usually see that their scores. Climb over time because, yes, when you apply for a card, your score might get dinged a point or two, which is very temporary, usually a month or so. But what happens is you've opened yourself up now to more credit. So for myself, across all of my cards, and this is no exaggeration, I probably have access to over $200,000 worth of credit across all my cards. Now, do I have $200,000 on all my cards maxed out? Absolutely not. That would be a complete nightmare. But because I have so much access to credit, but I use very little and I do not pay interest on the cards that I do use because I'm constantly, I pay them off as we put stuff on them my score goes up in benefits because they see I'm using my credit responsibly. And that's a key to understand with traveling, with travel hacking, and with opening and using these cards. Uh, but also, Taryn, did you open all four cards all at the same time immediately?
2: Well, no. I mean, I wanted to hit the spending requirements so I could get the bonus points. So we've spread them out where you got to spend 4000 in these three months or these six months, and then you get those bonus points. So this has been kind of like stacking one at a time and kind of rotating, where am I spending my money? on which card based on hitting that minimum or based on what the special 10 times points are. So I did not do that all at once.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So yes, do not apply for all the cards at once. We'll talk through more strategies on timelines, how to apply for cards, when to apply for them, how to break it up. But this is not a game. It's not a a sprint. Again, like I mentioned in the last uh, episode. This is a marathon, and so I we mentioned I mentioned this a little bit earlier. But I know we have very similar appetites for travel, uh, and we love adventure. But we do focus on different things, and so I'd like to ask your perspective, Taryn, on how how would you describe how we plan a trip? Because we we've done this many different ways, but how would you describe how we plan it?
2: I think ultimately we figure out the timeframe and. That has to be the first step. And then we are like, okay, what general area are we going to try to go to? Is it going to be Europe where maybe we want to hop around a bit? Uh, And once we kind of figure out where we're going, then you get on the flights looking at the dates, the times, the best way, and then... I like to just look at different reviews. I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups, too. I think we both kind of independently do our research and then we come back together with like, okay, I found this. What did you find? I love this place. This seems like a great deal. And uh, this one's in the you know, Amex portal. So it could use our fine hotel. Uh, resort credit and get that money back. Or we could use these points as you would usually figure out how to use the points for the flights. So I'd definitely say you're the, you're the flight master for sure. And I, I try to handle some of the other stuff. And but I, I think we collaborate
1: pretty well. Absolutely. Because a lot of times, and one of the keys with travel hacking, especially with flights, is you have to be flexible. So one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make uh, with travel is they go ahead and they book their lodging first and they say, I'm going to check in on this date and check out on this date. And so that dictates when they have to fly. Well, we actually do the opposite we start generally searching on dates of when it makes sense for us to fly. And that's where I'm going to find the biggest deal and the biggest value. So that's where we're going to find that, oh, we can actually, if we leave for the Maldives on this day, it's only going to cost us, I don't know, 80,000 points per person versus these other days, it's going to cost us 250,000 points per person, right? So that's helped on the way there. And then we do the same thing on the way back. And that kind of dictates, our start and end point, And then we just have to figure out all the in between. So usually I start by fit. Well, we collaborate on where we're going. And then mm-hmm. I start by figuring out, okay, where are the dates going to be? And I, I have, I am guilty of, being a little excessive. And my head of trip's going to be like a week and a half. And next thing you know, it's three weeks because I got super excited or found some crazy deal. Um, But we make it work. I've Uh, never
2: complained once about uh, extending the trip just because, I mean, hey, if the flight deal is better, let's just go 18 days instead of 11 days. Why not?
1: Exactly. (laughs) uh, And then we also just find a lot more cooler things that we can do and places we can go in between, which is awesome. So Collaboration wise, I think we, we work really well together and we get to see some really cool places and do a lot of cool things, which I'm really excited to highlight with you, Taryn. And, and for the listeners to hear as well, because they're going to hear two perspectives on travel. Um, they're going to hear how we were able to, you know, finagle some of these opportunities that we've had, uh, hear about countries that they probably haven't really gotten to hear a firsthand experience of, uh, and really unpacking a, a lot of different things for the listeners. So, Before we start to wrap up, Taryn, is there anything else for now you'd like the listeners to to know or to hear? I think
2: I'm just really excited to get more into detail on some of these trips we've been on and share some of the stuff that we've done, as well as actually talking about different apps that we also, I forgot to mention that when we go to different places, most places have like Uber, but they might have their own version of Uber and looking kind of outside the box on things that you think you already know how to do. So we've got some really cool stuff.
1: Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> I am I'm excited as well. I'm super excited to highlight the past travels, future travels with you, and also love having you on this journey with me. So for our next episode for the listeners, I want you to stay tuned because Tara and I are going to the Maldives and we're leaving Christmas Eve. And we're gonna do I'm gonna do a huge breakdown on how essentially we spent total plus points. And that got us $42,000 worth of luxury travel. And that's not an exaggeration. So literally we spent $4,600 and got $42,000 worth of value for our travel out of points. That's how the travel hacking game is played. So few reminders as we leave, please make sure to follow us on all the social media platforms, especially Instagram. Uh, We're going to be posting stories live during our travels as we always do. So you can actually travel and live the experience with us as we go to these amazing places. And also if you visit the boldlygo.world website and sign up for our newsletter, you're going to get two things sent to you automatically. One is going to be the card category category breakdown cheat sheet. So you're gonna be able to see, hey, if I have these cards, these are the categories that are gonna maximize my value and get my biggest bang for my points. Uh, In my buck, and then also the recommended card list for travel hacking in general. And then also we got great travel gear. So we've got hoodies, beanies, lightweight jackets, a lot of things that are really great for you for traveling, for being on the airplane, for, you know, schlepping around the world with you. And also, as always, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends, and also find your second player for the travel hacking game because it's going to make the experience so worthwhile they may be skeptical. Just tell them, hey, listen to this podcast, believe we can do it. Just start somewhere. And I'm telling you the ability for one of you to do travel hacking plus another one of you is going to be huge. So in this game, one plus one equals more than three. And Taryn, I thank you for being my first guest on the show. Uh, Super excited. Even more excited for the fact that in about five days, we leave for the Dominican Republic. So we'll probably have a show to unpack a lot of our highlights there. I know we're planning on doing some scuba diving and some other things there, which is going to be super exciting. And for the listeners, remember, this is your journey, but our revolution. Take care.
0: Thanks for tuning into the revolutionizing your journey podcast brought to you by boldly go hit that follow button so you don't miss out on new episodes for deeper insights and to level up your travel game with our strategies book a consultation with us head over to www.boldlygo.world to set it up and explore more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boldly Go. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The strategies and results referenced on this site, while proven, are not guaranteed. While most who apply the principles referenced will achieve similar results, you may not yourself. Your results will vary and depend on many factors that may be in or out of your control, but include factors such as your credit score, financial status, business experience, etc. It is your responsibility to consume and implement these recommendations at your own risk. We cannot be held responsible for any failure to do so.